feature presentation. Hi guys, welcome to Road Trip Cinema. I'm Kylie. I'm Saeed. And I'm John Rose. And we just left the theater from our viewing of Halloween Ends. What a viewing it was. <laughs> it was magical. Um, it was, it was something. It was, <laughs> you know what, it was definitely a bonding experience. I think it was a bit of a tease, honestly. There's just something special about watching a piece of shit together. I, uh, I can it's... honestly say this is the first time I've checked my pulse in a movie that I can remember. To make sure you were still alive, right? I was angry. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was checking my pulses like, don't get too high, you just had that stress test. Keep it calm. <laughs> I like to imagine he's sitting there checking his watch and his pulse like, okay, yeah, there's still a pulse. I'm, I haven't died of <laughs> boredom okay. just yet. <laughs> this movie hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> as much as it fucking tries, holy fuck. Uh, let's not tip the hand too much yet. What hand is there to tip? It's pretty universally hated. I've actually seen a few people defend this. Um, I don't know why, but let's let's actually, before we get into it, uh, we did say that we were going to discuss in the open what we were kind of expecting with this, so. Who wants to lead the expectations? Well, I'll start out with, um, I wasn't expecting much. We're, we're keeping it spoiler-free for a few minutes at least, right? Yes, absolutely. Because this is still relatively new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting much. <laughs> and um, it didn't let me down. That part of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that's where I came from starting out today. I expected a big old piece of shit. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't wrong yet. But, wow, it's even, like... It's like if uh, I was expecting it. Ooh, ew, I don't want to. Road hit. kill. Yeah, that's gross. Road trip cinema kill. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting a big old piece of shit, but it's like somebody came and pissed and farted on it right before I got up to it. Like, it's shit, but but you can tell somebody gave a shit enough to make it worse. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, um, I think I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Yeah, or what I just drove through. Or <laughs> Alright, for myself, I actually came in with uh, kind of an idea of what to expect because I've been seeing, you know, uh, the director, John Carpenter, and Jamie Lee Curtis saying, you know, it's going to piss some fans off, fans aren't going to know what to expect. And after that very first trailer, I was kind of sitting there putting it together in my head, and I came up with a theory, and I told you this, Saeed. Um, so my theory coming in was that we were going to see Michael die in the beginning. I, just the theory. Yeah. Uh, this is my theory. So There's no spoilers. This is what he thought would happen. Yeah, before ever seeing it. I thought Michael would die in the beginning. We'd get the, uh, the gap of time. And then we would pick up and it would deal with the trauma of the town. We would get the copycat killer, a new killer. And the, the trauma that that inflicted on the town. And what that meant for the town. I think that coming in did not help me. So I, I want to point out real quick while you're talking about the trailers, right? I remember we left, I mean, I saw a different movie. You guys saw Terrifier 2. We all left together. And we had all seen the, the second or the newest Halloween Ends trailer. And 
you seemed optimistic. Yeah, seemed... they had the flashback footage of Lori and stuff, and I was just like, okay, there was something about that trailer, and it was like, all right, let, let's give this a shot. You you have, you know, brought a little optimism out of me because I, there's usually not much for this new trilogy with, and these filmmakers, and uh, man, they they've. They have kept their run alive. And uh, I, Gordon Green, man, I applaud you for uh, new lows. <laughs> <laughs> See, that second trailer, I had the opposite feeling where I thought, oh my god, this, so far, this trilogy, from what I understand, has been doing nothing but playing on nostalgia. And with that second trailer, I saw them cutting in all that old footage from the original of, you know, Lori being scared and getting attacked, and I thought, oh, fuck, it's going to be worse than I even think. <laughs> like, oh, this is going to, this is, they're, they're, they know they're doing bad, and they have to fucking try to, to get you in on nostalgia a third time a row in, in, what, four years? Like, they know that we're aware this is going to just be the same piece of shit. Or yeah. either that, or they're aware... Oh, we we got to trick them into the theater somehow. That's it, right there. Let's let's really hammer home that nostalgia. This is gonna be the end. We're gonna wrap it all up. And uh, wow, wow. That's just the the most spoiler free review you could give. It is just wow, wow. Yeah, no and enthusiasm there. Like the the kind of wow that's not. It's the kind of wow that they would take and put on the bo- like the DVD box or whatever, <laughs> and they would put the dot 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 in front of it and behind it, and then use that as just the quote. Yeah, the blur. wow road trip cinema. Wow. It'd be like if the wow. full quote was, "My expectations were low, but wow, <laughs> that was a piece of shit!" Exclamation point. So the quote they'll use is like quotation mark dot 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 wow dot 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 exclamation point quote. <laughs> so they can get that exclamation point in and they know we know it's a piece of shit but that poor unsuspecting guy that sees it in the five dollar bin in six months can go oh wow, wow. <laughs> oh this podcaster thinks it's a wow it really made him say wow all right uh, all right so yeah let's let's actually try and talk about the actual film a little bit still free you know i want to start out with saying i clearly went in no expectations low expectations however you want to phrase it and at the beginning i saw a tiny bit of hope i thought there was potential i really did think there was potential did did it meet any potential no not necessarily but they did have like a few things that they could have worked with to have made it a half decent movie, and I think that it just was executed poorly. I uh, I, I want to jump in because I actually agree that cold open, I actually thought did show some potential. I was like, okay, there are a lot of things you could do with this, and then we go to the next scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. But these filmmakers that made the last two are still making this one, and really our our. Our Twitter needs to tweet David Gordon Green subtle and the definition of that word that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I can't help but think back to 
You know what? I'll, I'll save it because it, it does feel more spoilery because it's more plot detail than anything. But it feels like they started listening to fans, but they only listened to what the fans were trying to say after 2018 Halloween. Like, they totally ignored all the criticism they got for Halloween Kills and tried to apply it to whatever they left with Halloween Kills. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm going to elaborate more on that when we get to our spoiler discussion. I, just because I can't, I, I can't without spoiling it now. Alright, to remain spoiler free, I will say this. Um, I don't think there's any continuity between these films. Um, I Honestly, if you're a fan of the uh, Halloween 18 and Halloween Kills, you don't need to see this. I, I'm putting that out there right now. I don't think this contributes at all it to those two films. It could easily but, be standalone. The only, the only thing that is cohesive with the other two films is the finality of the end, I guess. But Evil didn't die that night on Halloween Kills. How, how could you just leave it there? You have to have this. I mean, it you has know. the same ending then as the original Halloween where evil is always out there. Evil is always lurking and that's what's fucking scary about it. Or you get this weird melodrama of Romeo and Juliet and, or the psycho and the freak show and... Yeah. Wow. Okay, do we want to talk performances? Because I want to mention... All around fucking shit, but I still think Jamie Lee Curtis is the shining star of a piece. I of shit. sure fucking hope she's the shining star. And it's like, oh, it's like I don't want to even say she did phenomenal. She did good. Don't no, get me wrong. I don't even I, think she did that good this time. I thought it definitely felt like she read through the script and thought, oh, wow. I mean, I guess I'll try my best, but what the fuck am I going to do with this? No, see, to me, it felt like she was checked out. Like, she was like, I already got the check. I've done the other two. I'm contractually obligated. All right, I'll go through the motions. Like, the, the fucking performance that she brought in 18 of the breakdowns and stuff like that, and the trauma of seeing Michael again, none of that was here. None. Like, you could tell if there was a little performance here and there, but to me, it felt like she was phoning it in. I, I'll disagree, just because I feel like she's essentially playing a different character, because, yep. the, I mean, there is, since the 2018 one, there's a whole other movie with a whole other, not that she was so involved with Halloween Kills, but it's been four years, but like it or not, it, there's gonna be some growth, and they even mentioned that because again this movie's not subtle in the fucking slightest they gotta tell you everything you spoon feed it to you before you actually give you a bite and it the, the character has tried to put it all behind them and move on it's like well that character can't but at the same time it's like she's evolved the character into a more self-indulgent selfish human like it, it's not about family and keeping everybody safe anymore it's like Nah, I want this. I, I this needs to happen for me. Like, it almost leads down to a darker path. I thought. Oh, absolutely. That it, it's almost supposed to be a yin and yang of her and a new character. And again, I can't go into it without spoiling it. Like, That's enough. A, 
evolution of her character, sort of. Kind of. But, but uh, I also, like, I guess as far as her acting goes, I wanted to say it felt pressured, but it's actually, like, the opposite of pressured, if that makes sense. Like, it seemed like her performance, what, like, her heart wasn't in it, and, like, like, you would say somebody's, like, forced, but it's not even like she's forcing a performance. It just was very, um, it was just her. It was just generic Jamie Lee Curtis. There wasn't anything about it that I felt like, like you said in 2018, she had some breakdown scenes. She had some emotion and it felt relatively emotionless to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So Uh, the only really standout and it wasn't a great standout to me was, uh, the character Corey. I don't know the actor's name and I'm not going to look it up. Because he didn't blow me away, but I was like, all right, at least there's a performance He's who I saw potential in, Corey. I was about to ask you guys, like, was there any other standout performances? Not that you guys thought that Jamie Lee Curtis necessarily was, but was there anything that you were like, ooh, okay, okay, or anything? Or was it maybe just her or not even her? Not even her. Like, he was the only one I was like, all right, there's at least a performance there. Yeah, I thought... I thought he had potential. I, you know, I really liked Corey. I still don't like Allison. I mean, I don't really like any of them except for Lori. And even that, I mean, it's like I was not feeling... a whole lot left, but that's more due to what the character has become. I was feeling hopeful for Allison. Uh, but, okay. a, but again, whoever this, I don't even know who the girl is. Who's the actress? That's no, Allison. Anyone know. know? No, no idea. I think it was a lot of the same. Well, She's yeah. the same. All three films. There's nothing new. There's nothing interesting. She's not. You know, I. You're talking about her, and I'm almost disappointed because I felt like there were certain parts where I thought this character's going to go a new direction, and the writing really let that character down because that character had this potential for a very interesting arc that they just kind of dropped. She is what Kristen Stewart is in Twilight, this girl is in the the Halloween trilogy. Oh shit, that is a great comparison. They're just, that's how I feel about her. Like just kind of there. Just kind of there, yeah, just like. Already got paid, already contracted. And there's nothing special happening and her meaningful or emotional scenes aren't really meaningful or emotional or... I mean, she got angry. Yeah. But I mean... That was it. There was nothing with it. She gets angry in all of them, though. Like. Yeah, just more of the same, I guess. More yeah. of the same. No... Like, angry she got cheated on. Angry that Michael Myers just killed her dad and friends and... Everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so what did we think of the ending? And this is still spoiler-free, but we it's Halloween end, so... Was it satisfying? Uh, I like, do you mean the wrap up as the film or like? The, I'm saying as a conclusion to this trilogy. Uh, it's the best they could do, honestly. I'm not saying it's good by any means, but they really wrote themselves into a fucking shit corner and they, it almost felt like they owned up to the fact that they know they couldn't get out of it. Yeah. It felt complete, I guess. I don't know. They, 
It's an ending. I'd that like came to too say, late. yeah, they could have done more. It could have been more, but from what we've seen from the trilogy, you know, leading up to this point, did we really expect more? <laughs> what did we really think they were going to do that would be extra, that would make this one stand out, or that would make the ending really feel satisfying? You know, I just think I think they did what they could with what they had, and not that that's an excuse for poor writing or production, but it just it just is what it is. Very underwhelming, I guess. Underwhelming and a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I man, I I don't I don't think it came together at all as like a, an ending for the trilogy. I boggles my mind a that these films got made by a major studio and have turned a profit. So my advice to anyone out there that has an idea, fucking chase that dream. Right? If David Gordon Green can make these films, then man, you can make whatever film you want. You can you can do it. I have faith in you. I've seen how low we can go. But first, you had to have Buster Rhymes kick Michael Myers out of window. Better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that scene alone must be incredible. So, I mean, from that, do we want to move to spoilers now? Because I can't think oh, we didn't of... Are we supposed to rate it before we'll we go to spoilers? Recommend. Or recommend it? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but let's go through the motions nonetheless. Alright, who wants to go first? Alright, well, I'm going to start out because I think mine's going to be different than everyone else's. I do recommend that you see it. Why? Because if you've already seen the first two, you may as well see the third one. And I think you should meet Corey because he had potential. So yes, recommend. So Saeed, please allow me to go. Okay. Um, I absolutely do not. I fucking hate this movie, and I will put it out there right now. It is the worst 2022 movie I have seen this year. Like, well, obviously Ooh. this year. And you hated the, Thor. The worst. Um, David Gordon Green, I hope this sinks your fucking career. Because you're supposed to make Exorcist next, and that is one of the greatest horror films ever made. And you, I, I hope your career goes down the fucking toilet, and you never get to touch that franchise. You fucking hack. Do not see this movie. Do not support it. I do not fucking recommend this. Hmm. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> now, I do want to step in really quick because you said the worst movie you've seen in 2022. And I'm just going to just slowly throw in another opinion that I know is not agreed upon. But I would put my level of disappointment leaving the theater after this movie, though it was more expected, at the same <laughs> level of disappointment that I left the theater after seeing Barbarian. Just saying. You know, I would recommend that one. I just, I think the difference here is I expected disappointment here. And as for that movie, I expected it to be something. But both movies I left very disappointed and underwhelmed by what you would hope with the cast or the director or the franchise or whatever you would hope would be better than what they were. Anyways, See, I just wanted to throw that in there. because So you left the theater with the taste of... Salt, butter, and disappointment. Salt, butter, disappointment. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about Kylie. That's salt, butter, salt, disappointment, and salt. And a little bit more salt. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, extra salty, if you will. 
you said that you thought you'd be the odd man out. Uh, I I give this with extreme caveats. It's if you've seen the other two, 2018s and Halloween Kills. Fuck it, why not? May as well. If you haven't seen either of those, don't fucking bother with any of it. It's just a waste of time. It's the same thing I tell people who are curious about Game of Thrones. Don't fucking bother. If you watched Game of Thrones, then sure, if you're ready for some disappointment, go ahead, finish it. Don't, just don't bother if you haven't seen any of it. If you've seen the other two, then fuck it, fine, whatever. Don't start now. Yeah, it's, so, kind of yes, kind of no, it all depends on the person, but I, personally, I, like, my girlfriend was somewhat interested, I guess, all around, I would say, no, I don't recommend it. As somebody who, she has seen the other two, I would say, (laughs) uh, don't recommend it, just don't bother. So wait, is is that a recommend or not recommend? Uh, well, I love my girlfriend, so I'm gonna say don't recommend to her, but... All, all these other people I don't know. Fuck it. Why not? Go ahead. If you're here, if you're listening, and you've somehow not seen Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, you don't need to start, and you don't need to do it for the sake of making it to Halloween ends. But we can recommend that you watch Rob Zombie's Halloween and John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into spoilers, I just want to put it out there. Every single one of you that hated on Rob Zombie's Halloween, you owe him an apology. (laughs) 110%. Okay. Um, Also, I'm fucking shocked I'm the only not recommend and, like, vehemently not recommend. You are, like, violently against this movie. And I get where you're coming from. Because you love this franchise. It's almost like a slight against you. They, They have been. And it's, like... They've just been getting worse. Like, I was personally insulted watching 18 with the opening credits of the rotting pumpkin and it's coming back. And it's like, look, I understand what you're saying here and you can go fuck yourself, all right? You pretentious prick. Oh, yeah, the franchise was a rotted piece of shit, but I'm going to bring it back with this. Yeah, you sure did, you asshole. See, what I saw was more of a... uh, You're talking about the reverse time lapse of the Rotten yeah, Pumpkin. Absolutely. I saw that more of a, hey, you know everything you liked and loved? Hey, we're just gonna undo all of that. Because mm. that, that might be... feels like all this stuff. I even, I despise the original Halloween. I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. Holy fuck. Did these ones really slap that that movie's face? They, they just spit on it. They fucking, like, kicked it as they walked by. Like, they are... I, if you like the original Halloween and believe that's John Carpenter's like baby, that is his 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 shining light of his career. Not true. It's the thing, man. Oh my god, that thing is incredible. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. But uh, it's just if you're a Halloween fan, these movies feel like they're going. Huh, we'll show you what a movie is, and it's a slap in the face, and it's a slap in the face that doesn't pay off. It's like if you if if they slapped John Carpenter's face with their dick, and you zoom out, and oh, it was Harvey Weinstein doing it. Like it really is just as <laughs> aggressive and mean as it could be. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't think the intentions were that. I think you know they were sitting around trying to write this, doing probably 
horribly hard drugs. And in between bong rips and snorting lines and everything else, they'd be like, you know what, man? We gotta show, like, the the car crusher thing, and no one's gonna guess that that's coming back, because that's gonna be awesome. And that's the level of, like, subtlety we get. It's like a solid three-second shot of something. It's like, hey, this is coming back. So, Pay attention. I have a lot of thoughts on those things. Do we want to start our spoilers? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so it is time for our spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Talking specifically about hanging on these, like, the car crusher and uh, the wine opener. Corkscrew. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I, it's just, it's like they read a, a book on how to write a screenplay. And they're like, oh, hey, well, it says here that if we want people to go, oh, yeah, we have to we have to show it, obviously. And then they took that and were like, what do you think, 10 seconds enough? <laughs> Should we do it three or four more times with a car crusher just to be sure they know it's coming? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, the, the corkscrew, we gotta, we got to make a big point that, uh, oh, yeah, she's holding it. Oh, yeah, 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 that, 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 that'll kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, hey, 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 David, you know what? You know what they should do? All right, so since they didn't get our complex allegory on kills, I say we have Lori do a voiceover throughout this that has, like, meanings throughout the film that if you think about it, you can put it together. (laughs) Hey, hey, you know that guy that doesn't shut the fuck up about his conspiracy theories? We should have his tongue get cut off. And I mean, I'm just here to give the people what they really want. The biggest spoiler warning I have for you is there are no tits. So, you know, I thought about mentioning that before, and I thought, is that a spoiler? Should we complain that we we don't get to see the I'm just saying, you know, in all no, no, we haven't had that yet in this trilogy, and that's something consistent with Halloween up until this point, okay? I, I really know? loved in the theater, you leaned over and went, do you think we'll get her boobs? She's old enough now, you know? <laughs> like, I just, I thought Allison's it was really funny high school, I mean, I mean, I don't know, you know? What does it say about me that it took this conversation currently for me to realize it's like, oh yeah, there's no nudity in this trilogy? Really, I didn't think about it a lot until this movie because... They were all kids and it's like, maybe we don't need to see kids. No, no, it was because of the introduction of Corey. That's what really... Oh, because you wanted him nude. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, no, see, you said it. You put it out there for me. I was like, I really like this Corey guy. And, you know, I know we're at the spoiler part, but we haven't gotten there yet. But basically, I was like, you know, this could work for me. Because I already sexualized Michael Myers. And Saeed was like, yeah, because now... He fucks. Yeah. That was... That really... He fucks via his new condom. But the problem is, is that he doesn't. And I felt the same way, you know, when they took Kylo Ren away from me in Star Wars, how upset I was. I remember. You were almost on tears. I felt almost that upset about the fact that we didn't get a Michael Myers sex scene. And anyways, that's my main disappointment here. Talking about Corey, I want to talk about the cold open. Unless you have something to say relevant to nudity. No, 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 not nudity at all, but just what you said about Conduit. I I just had to ask, was he possessed? Like, did Michael possess him? I want to get to that. Okay. 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 So the cold open is honestly the most tense part of the movie, to me, at least. Just, 
that you talked about it had so much potential. That cold open is Corey babysitting a year after the the incident of the last two films. It's got this whole vibe that uh, I mean, obviously watching it, I'm like, oh, the kid's fucking with him, <laughs> but they kind of try to trick you into thinking. Like you no, almost Michael's think, here. yeah, maybe he's open. in there. But he locks the kid locks the babysitter Corey upstairs. Corey's panicking because he's a little fucking nut job, I guess. They didn't really allude to why he would panic so much other than he would get in trouble. And kicks Well, the and door. it's dark and scary. I guess. Sorry. And oh, and it's supposed to, I guess, he's scared Michael Myers is actually in the house or something. But he, he starts kicking the shit out of the door. Like, if you're locked in at that point, why not just fucking call it and be like, ah, I'll wait a few minutes to see what, what happens. Parents will get here soon. It'll be fine. But... Right as the kid comes, or sorry, right as the parents come home, he he kicks the door finally free, hits the kid in the fucking face, which immediately I started kind of laughing myself until the kid fell over the balcony and fucking fell to four stories. However weird, three stories. Was it three? I couldn't tell because the fucking stairs are so goddamn weird. But however far it was, the kid fell fucking cracked his face off the floor and that kid's fucking upper body bouncing after it hit the fucking floor and my head I was just like ooh ooh okay okay like immediately I dropped all the tenseness of it and I was like oh we're not gonna do any actual kills in this movie got it honestly I thought it was a great great start though I thought I, it was good up until the body bounced when uh, the body bounced I was like never mind. no I was good I, with it I was good with that. I liked. I just loved how he just fucking launched that kid over the railing. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. It. It. This is what I'm saying. The movie started with potential. It did. It's. It's almost more egregious of this movie to to imply there's potential there and then just squander the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah. Like, oh, hey, we almost had a good idea, guys. It's. It plants this evil seed in his head, and it's what I was talking about when I said I wanted to wait for the spoiler warning of the yin and yang of Lori and Corey. Like, I know it almost sounded like we were alluding to maybe Allison, but I mean, her too. This yin and yang of Lori being traumatized in such a way and having this dark side to her, and using that, almost targeting it at Michael Myers and making that her obsession, while Corey lets it eat him up inside, he becomes the evil one now. Mm hmm. And that being the weird, like, open door to being Michael Myers' conduit, that he ends up, uh, there's so many fucking steps to get there that it's, like, almost annoying, but the idea that you can just look into evil eyes and, and it awakens the evil in you. And But he had the darkest eyes. Devil's eyes. Listen, when he when Michael Myers drug him in there, I thought that's gross. Whatever. He we see him clothed the whole time, but he goes home immediately and gets out of his clothes and his underwear is dirty. So I couldn't help but think, oh fuck, Michael Myers had sex with him. See, I just thought he shit his pants. I thought, I, well, because it's like <laughs> this shit would have gone through the pants too. I think by that point, it'd been a while. I, I think Michael Myers pulled his pants down while he was in well, there was and, and fondled him. So. Like, so that's that's the true connection there, right? Like you want to hear this crazy he theory that ties into implanted that? himself into Corey. Yeah, he, he put his evil his seed, seed up his, his butt. 
Alright, so there's this crazy theory that came out after Kills that the whole reason Michael snapped and killed his sister was she was molesting him, alright? And that was why he was obsessed with that room. Uh, so yeah, I guess, you know, he does have, if this theory holds any weight, which there's no context to... No, I'm just making film, a dumb but... joke, just, just like, why okay, would his underwear be dirty? But, and another hand to that, or whatever, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I got the vibes that Corey's mom might have molested him. I mean, that kiss on the mouth, what was what, was, what else was there in his past that made him even more similar to Michael than maybe we know? That was definitely a thing. When when she kissed him on the mouth, I definitely thought, and like, oh, she's done some nasty yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you him. could see his discomfort and distress. Like, I think, yeah, I think they really set Corey up, like you said, like, his... All of his trauma ate him alive and made him more susceptible to Michael. I don't know. I wish Rather they would have shown a little more of it. Like a lot of the movie is it's his mom being a naggy bitch to him, mm-hmm. and and suddenly it, it, she's smacking him in the face and then kissing him on the lips, and it's like clearly there's some issues. I almost wish we had more of it just to show like, yeah. oh no, he was messed up before because of this. And then all of this, I accidentally killed a kid, and Michael Myers is staring in my eyes lovingly, would have planted that idea that he's so broken, he genuinely can't tell what's right and wrong because he gets lost in his emotion too much. And, you know, you could have tied that into the opening scene by having her, like, hide him out of shame. Yeah. So he has claustrophobia, and that's why he's freaking out. Like, there's... if they're going to make Corey as much of a character as they did, I needed more from it because the whole time, I mean, I guess he's supposed to give you an uneasy feeling, but my unease was like, I'm just annoyed and bored with him. Like, I don't want to see him anymore. There was it's never, I'm scared or worried. It's just like, can we just be done with this? A lot of potential to briefly give him a backstory that made him a more compelling character. Yeah. You didn't have to take a lot of time to do it. And there was multiple opportunities where they could have given us something so that we aren't sitting here, you know, hypothesizing what it could be. Okay, I can already imagine what I would cut to put that stuff in. Get rid of all of the other bullies from the marching band. Oh my god. Get rid of almost all of that. Bullies. Like, why are these children in the marching band bullying an adult man? Why are they not <laughs> yeah. bullying? Because he They're is marching band. He's because this is four years You're after. No, I'm not turning right. Oh, I got this. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. The marching band guys and girls, they serve no purpose other than again uh, this screenwriting 101. Make a convincing reason to kill them. Like who? The point of Michael Myers is he just goes there, and kills. He doesn't need a reason or yeah. a motive. Like, I don't... You didn't need not, any more not, than their introductory scene. Not that it was Michael Myers, but... It just, like, he doesn't... It, we don't need a reason. That's, like, you're saying, we don't need a reason. As <laughs> somebody who doesn't even like this franchise, I, I'm aware, we don't need a reason. So the idea that they just keep bullying Corey, who is, like... He's 25. These kids are like 16, 17. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Also, why do they take so much pride in this 30-year-old car that wasn't even nice when it was new? 
And it almost felt like they were trying to say something. Like, Corey almost had a point when he talks about the the lead shithead of the marching band being a bully because his dad's a bully. It's just kind of like, I understand it's a kid. Just fucking hit him. But in that (laughs) moment, too, Corey alludes to the fact that he also knows what it's like to have your father hate you. And another thing that maybe added to Corey's trauma that we don't know about his past. But, yeah, the marching band kids. There's just... It's almost like we're, we're looking at the pieces of shit on the floor and went, well, I know how I could have made that slightly less piece of shit. Like, like there's almost all these obvious places they could have gone with this to make this a slightly enjoyable movie. And just went... Eh, fuck it, we don't and, need and it. And it seems so glaringly obvious to us that you would think, you would think that they would have been able to do a little bit more. It just, after even just talking about all these things they could have done, I keep thinking, why even bother? Like, if you're going this far to half-ass everything, why bother? Money. It, but, okay, and, and you sent us the thing the other day saying this was, like, record low for this trilogy, lowest... It's the lowest. I mean, it's like 10000 less opening weekend. But will it continue to do as well? Because this is also streaming on Peacock. Like, I saw an ad that was like, streaming yeah, now. Okay. And I was like, oh. Yeah, my hairdresser actually just, you know, so was he telling me it. he streamed it at home. Yeah. Was he disappointed too? He said that it was pretty boring and he mostly just fast forward through a lot of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> So he had a better time than we did. Yeah, he said basically, you know, that if you watched it, that it's pretty enjoyable if you can fast forward through a lot of the talking that's unnecessary. So, like, you get your opening scene and then skip to the third act? Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, did anybody else have anything they wanted to, like, really touch upon? Well, why did we have this weird Romeo and Juliet side story? What did that add? What was the point of that? The Allison thing? Yeah, Corey and Allison. uh, Going back to uh, lanes I could have gone and just didn't, and when I said she almost had a performance, her little almost meltdown and her weird, like, not even B story, it's like a D story of her not getting the charge nurse job and being frustrated. I understand that's why Corey kills them, but it's like, why... They've set her up to be this also emotional and unsure of herself and this outsider, heavy quotes around that. She keeps telling Corey, I'm an outsider too. Why wouldn't she join him? Like, that would be the perfect, like, okay, turn her against her grandmother. And, yes! Uh, which, which, exactly! Well, they even did that. She even did turn her against her grandma for a solid, like, three minutes. But, like, make her also, like Corey, make her this damaged person because of her trauma being Michael Myers or whatever, killing her parents, and and have her start slaughtering people. Make it so there's almost not a cult that worships him or anything. That was that scared the fuck out of me just now. Just a dude walking down the road. We're in the back fucking roads of nowhere. In the rain. Yeah. In the night. That sucks for that dude. Uh, but make her a, a slasher with him. Make them a duo. Like, like a Bonnie and Clyde. Okay, yeah. so I don't know why I keep going back to this right now, because... I'm I'm not a fan of the new Star Wars trilogy, and this is way way below that. So I'm not trying to relate them at all. Did you want all. Ray to be a but I wanted Ray and Kylo Ren to do this, and so why couldn't they? Just, 
they didn't have anything else going for them. Why couldn't they just give us that? One give us a game. nice, romantic... Make it this big cathartic moment where, like, oh, she, Lori gets to kill Michael Myers and Corey, but she either has to let herself be killed or take out her granddaughter. Make it this true, yeah, like, like... Make it something she has stakes in. Like, some what real she conflict. she dies? She does not care if she dies. If, if she has to kill her granddaughter... That it adds so much more to it, or let herself be killed. That would be amazing, but let me put this spin on it. What if, what if we opened, and instead of the story with Corey, we don't even see that. We, let, let's just have that be background. What if the opening was Lori fighting Michael? They both die, but say Michael falls in a culvert. All right. Everyone knows he's dead, he's gone. And then when Corey's bullied and shoved, he falls down that same culvert, goes down like a river of shit or river runoff, whatever, and finds Michael, because these cops are fucking terrible at their job, obviously. And, you know, he finally snaps. And then along with Allison, we get this whole issue of Bonnie and Clyde, him being evil, her tempted, them doing it, her finding maybe her grandmother's book, and that being the temptation to go back, and then you have this really interesting drama taking place then, and you have your 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 quote-unquote Michael Myers, because he can pull the mask off the corpse, you know? It's pretty much what he does anyway. Yeah. I like how most of this has been us spitballing how I was to make this good. The fact that we could have written a more solid movie. And, and this is just off of the bones of what they gave us. Not with our own creative ability and passion for horror and Michael Myers. This is with the, with the bones of the dying animal that they gave us that was this movie. So... Speaking of us, essentially, we're like almost in our heads rewriting right now, right? Uh, when the writers popped up, you know, after director, writer, staff, and all that, I fucking, I saw there was four different writers on this. Looked at Rhodes and said, "Holy shit, what the fuck? Like, how many hands is this gonna go through before they're like, yeah, it's good enough, like." Uh, granted, there's three of us spitballing ideas, but essentially it's the same fucking idea. And the fact that it went through that many hands and still came out the way that it did. That to me shows that the, the studio is losing confidence in these guys. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was two, maybe three on the original. And then Kills, they might have had the same or maybe one more writer. But this is showing that I think the studio has less confidence or maybe they were really trying to improve the script. I don't know. Speaking of what's essentially the behind the scenes and, and your hatred for this director, I want to say, if if he's the one who's choosing the shot composition for these, you know, he's saying like, oh, that looks good. He needs fucking shot in the head or he needs a new prescription because holy fuck, that entire movie was off center. Why is everything happening on the left or right of the screen? You're supposed to center your action and, and your camera. That's the point. We want to see what's happening. I don't want to, like, look at the curtain on the right and then, oh, then there's Michael. Like, I shouldn't see the wall of the screen and then, oh, okay, here's what's going on. And then, 
the whole two-thirds on the left is empty. Well, a lot of times, I know they like to try and do that to play with you. So you're looking, you're trying to find Michael. But, a case in point with John Carpenter's original. After uh, Lori uh, downed him, we get a scene where she runs out into the darkened hallway and she falls against the wall and she is on the uh, left-hand side of our frame. And it stays there because she came from right to left and then slowly center frame out of the darkness we just see Michael's mask emerge. But that has a purpose. That exactly. is like a reveal. This is like if they did that and forgot to do anything with the other sides. Like, well, there's it, just it's nothing there. Like the filmmaker was taking notes but didn't have the skill to do it. Didn't know what to do with it. Knew you know? that maybe they should do something but didn't really know what, yeah, what they should be doing with it or how to execute it properly. Right. You know, take a, a giant rip off your bong and then be like, oh, off center. Yeah, have Lori to the side like that. That's cool. That's a good shot. Speaking of shots, it really pissed me off that they did the, the, oh, he's by a bush and we cut away and then he's, she did okay, Lori didn't even look away. She sees Corey next to the bush as if he was Michael Myers. She doesn't even look away. The camera just cuts away to her inside the house, like us looking at her instead. And then it cuts back and he's gone. Like, like she would have seen him fucking walk away. Well, I, I think the cut was she left to go confront him because whatever reason him standing by that bush scared her, who she used to like and hooked up with Allison. She was the mastermind behind all of this. And now suddenly from that one thing, him just standing there, yeah. she's afraid of him. She had no reason to None. suspect him yet. Her like, Michael Myers radar went off. Like, just because she had that one little trigger. And that, honestly, that followed pretty shortly after his eye-staring conduit possession thing. That that alone made me think, like, is he possessed? Is this, like, like is he actually, like, the new body of Michael Myers or whatever the fuck? Well, here, here's what was even more confusing to me, because her reaction was very confusing to me but she comes outside he's not there she looks around and then he just pops up from behind her but he's he's not creepy he's not staring her down he's literally there just to see Allison so what the fuck did he do like run around the side of the house see her wait a couple seconds and then jump out I mean what the fuck that made no sense and then okay go, uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of no sense and just trying to be like look see we're smart there's meaning He's sleeping in, in the abandoned house of oh my of the family whose child he accidentally killed. Sleeping in the spot the child died. There's even the blood stain next to his head where he's sleeping. And he wakes up to Lori rocking in a chair and, like, talking to him. And it's very unclear whether she's actually there or not. Because this, it's supposed to be, like, her Michael Myers moment where she maybe dips out of the house real quick. But she is... She's an old woman. She's not disappearing like that like are you giving them that much credit after I just watching like, that film I I can't tell because they've really led up to the fact that his mind's broken and he's starting to struggle on what's real what's not is she actually there and they never clear it up she was there she yeah she was definitely there I think because I then know, he because like, then he goes to Allison and is like oh your grandma's trying to kill me or whatever yeah and when Allison approaches like and, and confronts her about it 
she doesn't like firm or deny or like argue about it. It's just like a thing she says, and then like her grandma just says, "I, I think he's dangerous." Like, there's there's no acknowledging the fact that he thinks that happened at all. Like, it's very, at least to me, it's very unclear, and it's a very cuddable moment. It just, it doesn't, it's only there to serve the point later when he stabs himself in the throat and says, if I can't have her, and then does it, to almost be this, hey, hey, we, we led up to this, but it's not what you think. Yeah. I, okay, well, we've, we've talked about Lori, and in the non-spoiler section, you said that you liked her growth. Explain this growth to me, because after the trauma of 78, she became basically Linda Hamilton, <laughs> and, uh, and then after the events of 2018, I guess, according to the timeline, she now has basically become the character of her daughter, uh, who's all, you know about psychology and, and this and that and it's just like so did you just regret killing the daughter and then be like fuck alright we should have killed Lori but alright Lori's just the daughter now the growth I saw was in, in Halloween Kills she's struggling with her surgery and, and she's lost all this blood and it's almost like her character and the cop that she's in love with but they don't really do anything with have this very introspective of oh we're the old guard we should really just let the kids handle it and it's supposed to be like her letting go. And I'm not saying it's good character development by any means. But it's character growth nonetheless. She's less obsessive. In the weirdest way, it, it's... Should should she have went and just bought a normal ass house? No, I told you immediately when they did that, like... If anything, now's the time you buy the fucking fortress. Now's when you... Because you know this motherfucker's out and running around. But I... I like the fact that she's not so blatantly and aggressively, I'm, I'm gunning for him and all this and that. It's a persona she portrays. Like, she's more, no, I've moved on, I've moved on. And then, you know, Corey breaks in her house towards the end and he's watching her, what he thinks is her killing herself. And she does this whole performance about it to just turn and go, ha ha, gotcha, and fucking shoots him twice. And then she has this monologue with him about how you think I'd really kill myself and this I'm not saying it's good growth, but it's growth and I can see what they're doing. It's very poorly executed. I, I really, really think that they didn't know what to do with the character and it does not feel like there's any continuity with her character from film to film. And uh I like I get what you're saying, but there's nothing in the film to show that that was a performance, that that was a persona that she was putting on. Like, there was no point where we saw her break and then try and pull it back in and be the, the, the positive, you know, person. I feel like a lot of that came down to, and I'm not saying this is smart on their part at all, it's me trying to find it in any way I can. It's down to, she's writing the book, and she keeps backtracking on ideas she has in her, her book itself. And I think a lot of that comes down from down to it's almost like the book at the start is her performance. Like it's she's putting on this almost facade. Like she say she knows Michael's out there still. Everyone knows he's out there. She's put on this facade of I've moved on and the only time she really lets it slip is when people 
attack her about it. Like, the, it's your fault my sister's all cut up, which I thought, oh, holy shit, the, the fucking black lady was still alive after Halloween Kills. That was, like, pointless to me, but it's... But I, I don't agree because, you know, the Lori that was shown in 18 and Kills would have fucking went off on him telling him to fuck off, but she just kind of grimaces, takes it, and walks away like she's going to cry. So I don't, I don't see that breaking there. That's fair. I mean, it's... Maybe it comes down to me looking for something, like looking for That's anything in this fucking piece of shit. Oh, Fuck, okay. I, can I turn left here? Just do it. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, there's nobody here to tell me no, but... I wondered where you <laughs> were headed. Uh, I had a lot to say, so I wanted to give me give myself a few extra minutes. It's, uh, yeah, I just, it's me grasping for straws. There's not a lot for me to get, so I'm trying to take anything I can. And Jamie Lee Curtis is by far the best part of the movie. So I'm, I'm trying... I, I'm trying to find anything good to say about this, and even that is a stretch. Yeah, you're pointing out. I, I will uh, be honest. To me, there's no redeeming qualities to this one. There's one, and they squandered it. It's when Jamie uh, Lori, right? That's your yeah, Lori. When she's in the bar talking to the other lady that was a survivor of Michael Myers, and the Lindsay. okay, sure. She's from the original. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the father of the child that dies in the cold open is playing pool and they're kind of talking about it and they're talking about Corey specifically and seeing the darkness in his eyes and he goes into this monologue about how he genuinely think even though he didn't like him at the beginning in the cold open it's very clear he doesn't like him he is open about his wife being wrong saying that Corey really is just a kid who had a horrible accident happen and he doesn't blame him for his son's death. It was an accident. Like, almost like he's aware his kid is a shit or something, right? Right, yeah. And he is going to forgive him. He's literally about to forgive him and it's right after Corey just got fucking, like, I fucked by Michael Myers. So now he has the darkness in him and everything. And that's where it lost me. Because I thought, if we're going to go the forgiveness route, I he's made, he's already killed this homeless man. Maybe Corey can still be redeemed, and this will be his moment of, like, I don't blame you, it's not your fault, it, it's okay, come back to us, mm-hmm. and I, and, like, like, I said to, I don't know if I said to both of you, but I said to somebody, because they're putting focus on this radio tower, I expected there to be some kind of final confrontation, I expected Lori to die, and there would be this trifecta confrontation between Allison Corey and Michael Myers, like, Michael Myers is about to kill Allison, and Corey has this final, no, nah, you're so good at me, and, like, tackles Michael Myers, they both fall to their death, and it's, like, like, like he had his white knight redeeming moment yeah. for his dark arc, to show, in the end, he was guy, he made a few mistakes, and he, like, he killed like a homeless he let, man that jumped him, on. let the darkness kind of overcome him, but, like, he was still there. Like, he came back, like, your Kylo Ren moment. Yeah, exactly. He, he really came back from it. Not to say that he's in any way, shape, or form like a good person. He still did a lot of horrible shit. But he had his redeeming moment. You would have been like, okay, I enjoyed it. And it would have been the end of Michael Myers, all this and that. And Allison would have had to live through the trauma of her grandmother dying. Or the, the guy she... Did she love him or just like... I don't know what the fuck that was. 
but him dying and now Michael Myers is dead so he, she doesn't have any target for the emotions she feels so she it, the movie would end on her as a broken character trying to to rebuild her life I uh okay I, I do want to say something positive I thought there were two shots in this that I actually liked um when we get the reveal of Corey killing the doctor I liked that I thought that was good and I liked the shot right after Corey uh, was choked by Michael and he's leaving the tunnel and we get the, the shift. Like, I, I thought they should have went a little farther with that, but I, I, I'm looking for anything here. I, I really am. Um, yeah, that, that, that's my positives right there. His performance was decent, too. I did like the reveal when he was killing the doctor, and he had his scarecrow mask and everything. I really did. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Nice and creepy. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the end now? Because I feel like we've kind of talked around the movie a lot. Yeah. Do we want to just go for the, the jugular, go for the end? Uh, the Halloween ends end. So, uh, okay, yeah. I, let, so it ends with... Lori hitting Michael. No, I had to ask this. Because I, I said there's no fucking continuity between this and we already talked about Lori's. What about Michael's? They've already established and fucking flat out showing this one. He gets stronger when he kills someone. Why is he this feeble old fucking man right at four years after he slaughters an entire fucking mob and it's shown that he's pulled people into the sewers and continues to kill them? Like, where is the continuity in this character? beginning he was a regular person in 18 hey as a writer of halloween ends fuck off don't worry about it no it doesn't make any fucking sense it just it's it, at some points it's like oh, i'm this all-powerful juggernaut that can't be stopped and other times it's i'm a crippled old man and i like, can't walk through a sewer when he takes the cop into the sewer and he like has to like pick like Corey does and has to like pick him up like, come on, get up and, like, help him to the kill point? the cop. Like, excuse me? But then he kills the cop and you can see him, like, readjust his body and his hand But he's still and he's like, oh, somehow drug Corey back to the sewers and whatever the hell else he did. But, yeah, but he can't, like, he can hardly walk or keep himself upright. I don't, yeah, there wasn't any continuity. It didn't make sense talking about the scene with the cop, I'm pretty sure that's when I turned to you, Saeed, and said, I really want to leave right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, just it, like, if this oh. was not for the podcast, I would have walked out right then. I don't care that I paid to see it. I would have left. You know, me and John really did not want to see this movie. I know John was very, very much like, but why? Do we have, why? <laughs> was, and I, my whole point was, uh, there'd be discourse, because I hate all of these. You love the franchise, hate these new ones. And Kylie... I'm here for a good time. You <laughs> want to like them. I do want to like them. I, yeah, I... So I thought that'd be fun, and I talked John into it. And then we saw it. At one point in the movie, Kylie asked me, like, how long is this movie? You know, about an hour in. And I said, I hope it's only an hour and a half. Because I'm ready for this to be over. This is just... This was a bad time. This is I such a... Oh. I would have been happier had it ended with Lori shooting herself. 
and then we just had a new Michael Myers and be like, okay, fine, I'm good with this, let's go. I guess uh, my overall thing, I was just going to say in the spoiler-free part, but I didn't know if it would be a spoiler or not, I hate that it's a passing of the torch, but it's also the finale instead. Like, they start a passing of the torch with Corey and could have potentially with Allison for them to just go, eh, never mind, it's all safe, we're done, we've strung them up and we've corralled the whole town to come together and throw his body in a compactor to really show this is over. There's no coming back from this one. And Until we want to make more money off of the Kind of just name. introducing an entire scenario and potential plot line that's not even necessary because they're ending it. Well, that was the whole thing with Halloween Kills, too. Like, that whole, like, oh, here's the crazy patient. He must be Michael Myers. And they all convince him to kill himself on accident. Yeah, like... It's like, that had nothing to do with anything that's going on. Why are we doing this? It Because it was socially conscious, man. I just... It's all around. This franchise is a mess. I don't even just mean... These new ones are, absolutely. If you... If you want... Honestly... If you want a slasher that's brutal, that has a lot to say about trauma, about being a victim, about overcoming all that and mental illness, watch the Rob Zombie duo. Because guess what? They're better than all of these films. These David Gordon Green trilogy that tried to be socially conscious, that tried to touch upon all this stuff, Rob Zombie actually did it, and he did it successfully. You just have to look over Lori not being the Lori that you remember from 1978 because it's a new film. And you have to overlook the fact that we get A, a background for Michael Myers, and B, a kind of look behind his eyes into the psyche. Yeah, I, I can't agree more, honestly. I'm, I'm struggling to think of anything else to point out about the movie itself. Like, well, I don't want to just, like, go point by point and explain the entire movie all of it like oh this happened this happened no I think we covered it pretty good the ending I mean the ending is so fucking bad though I mean they kill okay this is why it's so bad because in my opinion this is a cardinal sin that should never happen in a horror film when your heroine becomes just as fucking sadistic as the killer he is helpless she has him helpless and, like, she is just as fucking sadistic as Michael Myers. Playing with that knife, taunting him, and then cutting his throat, still taunting him, cutting his wrist. I, holy shit, she is as bad as Corey. I think that almost worked better for the duality. Like, she has hers targeted towards Michael Myers. That's always very clear. While his is emotional and, and I mean, generally youthful. Like, he's just belligerent and murderous to anybody that wrongs him in the slightest and I guess talking about everybody I want to point out that I was a little sad when his stepdad or whatever got killed just because of the shithead marching band yeah who don't know proper gun safety oh my god he was the best character in the film probably one of the best in this trilogy I was hoping he would make it to the end I really liked him I did he was a nice guy he was just trying to get by (laughs) I fucking broke out laughing in the theater when fucking uh, Corey's mom smacks him, kisses him on the lips and is berating him about having a new girlfriend and she's just being generally awful and it cuts, it, it just, the camera pans over to his stepdad and says 
I hope you find love. Like, you can tell <laughs> he's fucking broken oh. at that point. I felt bad. I and just then, wanted to go hug him. I, and then, like, the next scene is at night. You know it's probably, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night. He's at the office. The next day, he's, like, he's done. He has dealt with this crazy fucking family enough. He sees how far gone his wife is with loving her son and is just camped out at this fucking office. Just anything watching, to stay away. Yeah, watching Hard Target and being like, you know what? I, this is this is my life now. I, I hope that kid finds love and has a good life. And then he dies. Well, and when he dies, even after he sees that it's Corey that's killing these kids, he's trying to stop this kid from shooting Corey. Yeah. Because he's just a nice guy. I think he saw that as an opportunity of we can fix this still. We can yeah, work like, this out. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll figure it's, it out. It's going to be okay. We don't have to keep going with this. And uh, kid, I almost feel like Corey murdered him and not, not his stepdad. Murders the kid who shoots his stepdad in the face. The, the lead kid who's just been bullying him nonstop. Which I can't get over the fact that he's getting bullied by kids this way. But In the marching band. But uh, watching I, being kids are mean, okay? I don't know. I'm just going to say I mean, it. when I was in high school, they were the ones that got bullied. I don't know how this is working now, but... Because they're angry. Yeah. They're in fucking marching band. Of course they're angry. <laughs> I'm driving that piece of shit in 1993. Or they're being bullied by the other high schoolers. That's why they're bullying grown men, John. Come oh on. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I don't think he would have been as brutal of a murderer to that kid with a blowtorch to the mouth and incinerating his face while he's still alive if he hadn't murdered like one of the two people trying to help him well and he had like in the scene too where they kill his stepdad or whatever he has his mask off like so his dad can see who he is <laughs> like he could have kept the mask on and he never would have known it's like he like, he almost wanted the stepdad to recognize who he was and to, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, just projecting or making it he what did. I want. But, like, wanting him to help him? I don't know if that... He did take the mask off, though. That is yeah, a huge like, step. it's like he's, like... Yeah. It was more of his duality. Like, he's not totally as far gone as Michael Myers. There's still... Right. A redeemable part of him, even though he's murdered and, and there was that kids now. But. Point in the when he was, oh, like I don't, I think it was right after he killed the cop, maybe that he went over to Allison's and he was like, I don't know what's happening to me. Yeah, like and there it's like are he these breaks in his evilness that he like feels, feels bad about it and doesn't want to be that person, but he can't control it, I guess. But that's also something that's not expanded upon. Just a lot of wasted space. A lot, yeah. A lot. Uh, Alright, we've talked around it enough. What? Are we ready to rate it? I've run out of things, good or bad, to say about it. It's just, yeah. Kylie? Yeah, I think think we've pretty much talked about what there is to talk about. Alright, well, you were ready to jump the gun earlier. Why don't you take it? (laughs) Darn it. Um... Alright, what do I want to rate this movie out of five? I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Uh, Since I I went with my recommend second, uh, I think my vehement hatred of this is pretty obvious. Um, But it was competently made. 
I mean, clearly not written, but at least it, it was a professional film. There, there was uh, passable acting. Um, so I have to give it a one and a half. It's, it's not a one or below because it, it was at least professional. Said? I am so lost to my own opinions of <laughs> how I would rate this because I thought the original was so boring. It and obviously it was restricted by its budget. Was this and not I thought it was poor? That I gave the original a two out of five. This movie was so much more fucking boring. Holy fuck! Thank you. I is and I, I even I've. Somehow I've rated Halloween Kills the best. Uh, there's fun moments, at least. Like, in the way you, Kylie, you like slashers. It's... I That's all I want from these when I watch them. Is I just want to see fun kills. To see him go ape on these people. And there's just not even much of that. We didn't... Literally, the only aspect of that I think that we got in this was the reveal when he killed the doctor. I think that's the only... That was almost just, like, revenge porn, too. Like, that wasn't even, like, just to appease an audience of some shit we had to sit through for a half hour for no reason. Of just... Well, I mean, just of the doctor and the nurses. Like, they just kept shoveling that down our throats for what felt like a half hour. I I do want to mention there was a nice homage to the 78 one where... Michael oh. killed the, the nurse, yes. pinning her to the wall yes. the same way he did uh, uh, the one boyfriend, I don't remember his name. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Thank mm-hmm. you. But, um, yeah, I always well, appreciate that when I see it. In well, the... The, that was in 18, and he did it in 78. So, But um, uh, with the, the blowtorch to the face, that was actually done in Friday the 13th, part 5, with a road flare. Oh, wow. I just, I wasn't blown away by anything. I wasn't even I mean uh, I I laughed at one point because it was so bad. It wasn't enjoyable in almost any way. I can't help but give it like a .5 or a 1. Hey dear. Uh, I don't know. Is .5 even a doable thing for us? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say even fucking 0 is a rating. I'll give it a .5 just because it's uh, like you said, it's a professional, heavy quotes around that made movie. Like it's a movie, yeah, sure. It's at at least Halloween Kills gave me fun, fun kills and evil dies tonight to laugh at. You know, this just gives me fucking nothing. I, I want to redeem mine because there are so many issues talking it through. Like there's there's no continuity, characters, nothing. Like literally this does not feel connected this has to be a one for me so the professionalness gets it a one but in my heart this is just a middle finger which i threw up at the screen as soon as the credits started (laughs) so kylie what did what did you rate it i gave it a two so a two a one and a point five that's a 3.5 out of 15 and I, i how do i even I, can I even break that down to anything? I'm pretty like, sure it speaks for itself. What's the average? What's three and a half divided by fucking 15? Point two three 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 three. Holy shit. So, so it's not even a quarter. Yeah, we, we rated this a 23%. 23%. This is... Wow, that's fucking bad. Also, so before we go, 
I texted a friend right after the movie and was like, well, it wasn't great. And he texted back and, and the question was, like, mediocre not great or so bad it could be fun not great? We're all in agreement that this was not mediocre fun. not great. Not, not even great. so bad that it could be fun. No. Just not great. Like yeah. a literal waste of time and money. I, I messaged my wife. I was angry. I saw this. <laughs> I, I texted my girlfriend and said, wow, that was bad. God, that's about what I expected. And I responded with, no, seriously, it's beyond. I don't understand how they even did that bad. Yeah. It's, like, it's like they did it on purpose. My boyfriend texted me thoughts. I said, oof, that's about it. You know what, I gotta say, fucking for the sake of, because I still want to add a five, a zero. I give it a zero. A zero? A zero. I can't. Oh, you guys are talking me down here. I'm like... sorry, just I can't. I, it's, it's not even just that it's that bad, and I keep talking about how bad it is, but it's gonna piss me off if I can't fucking give it so many stars out of stars, because I had to go to percentages. So, zero. So, it's a, it's a three out of 15. That's a, that's a, a one out of five total. That'll do it. It's so bad. I don't That's understand that. So bad. I think That'll is that the end? Well, I mean, you have to give us an outro. Wow. So it's that time. I guess. Thanks for joining us for this enthusiastic episode of Road Trip Cinema. And I hope if there's a takeaway from this, it is that you don't go see Halloween ends in theaters. <laughs> or on streaming or on fucking anything. Please don't support this. Please, please. For for the sake of cinema and horror cinema, do not support this. The Exorcist deserves better. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. You know what? I will say, Evil died tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it that. Evil died tonight. I kind of want to go home and just watch the 78 curl up into a ball. And <laughs> there is still some goodness in the world. <laughs> You've arrived at your destination.